actually keep getting asked it by people and I can honestly say hand on heart, I've never had a problem getting enough protein in my diet. Welcome to Eat Your Veg, a podcast for all things plant-based. I'm your host, Elizabeth Emery, a vegan food blogger and recipe developer based in Vancouver, BC. In these short podcasts, we'll explore all aspects of eating a vegan diet, from sharing the best plant-based milks and cheeses, to explaining exactly how to cook tofu and why you're still getting it wrong. If you're a brand new vegan, or if you're simply looking to eat more plant-based meals and want a bit of guidance, this podcast is for you. Hi everybody and welcome to Eat Your Veg. So I don't know about you, but when I went vegan, the question I was constantly asked time and again was where do I get my protein? And now I feel like we're all really bored of this question now. (laughs) We keep getting asked it by people and I can honestly say hand on heart, I've never had a problem getting enough protein in my diet. That said, I think there are some great tricks and some great foods and products that you can use just to help you ensure you're getting enough protein. So today I'm gonna share with you my favorite three protein-rich pantry staples. Number one on my list is chickpea flour. Now, if you've not used chickpea flour before, oh my goodness, it's a wonder ingredient. (laughs) It's so handy. It's literally a flour made from chickpeas, as it sounds, and you can use it in a variety of ways. Personally, I'm a massive fan of making flatbreads and pizzas with it. It makes a really nice dough when you combine it with like water, flax, maybe some dried herbs. I also really love baking with it. Although it's quite a heavy flour, I wouldn't say it necessarily makes the best cakes and muffins. You can add a little bit into a lot of your recipes just to increase their protein content. Personally, I quite like making cookies out of it. Chickpea flour does have quite a unique taste, so you do need to be aware of that. when you use it but it is a great way of just boosting the protein content of some of your baking etc and i also really like using it to make crepes if you haven't made chickpea flour crepes you are missing out in life it's really good for both savory and sweet ones although i would say because chickpea flour has a slightly more savory taste i think it just is a little better as a savory crepe Uh, again as with the pizza dough you can just mix it with water flax herbs mix it to a pancake batter thickness and then cook it as you would any other sort of pancake and I really like filling mine with vegan cheese, mushrooms, spinach and sometimes even tomatoes. It's really delicious. Number two on my list is sunflower seeds. Now I'm a really big fan of sunflower seeds mainly because they are so inexpensive. You guys have listened long enough now that you probably know I love nuts. I love using nuts in my cooking. Now, nuts are expensive, particularly if you opt to buy organic ones, which I do myself. And they can be quite prohibitive in cost just because they are so extortionately priced that I find using things like sunflower seeds can be really helpful in baking, raw desserts, cheesecakes, for example. Anywhere that you use, perhaps cashews, sunflower seeds are a great substitute for cashews. That said, you need to be aware that they do have their own quite specific taste. And whilst it's not a bad taste, it is different to cashews and other nuts. So for example, making milk out of sunflower seeds can be quite tasty, but it is gonna taste quite different to, for example, cashew milk. And whilst I think using sunflower seeds in raw desserts can be really good, I often like to suggest to people to maybe sub in half the amount 
that you would with nuts. So say, for example, you're making raw walnut brownies and ordinarily you would use one and a half cups of walnuts in the recipe. Only use half of that of sunflower seeds. I wouldn't sub the entire amount because you will get a very, very different taste to the finished product. Number three is lentils. Oh, lentils, they get such bad press. They're so underrated and yet they're such a good food. Again, like sunflower seeds, they're incredibly inexpensive and also pretty versatile. I love using them. Personally, I'm a big fan of red lentils and I like to soak them for two hours before using them because I find for some reason I digest them much better if I soak them. And unlike nuts and seeds that supposedly you're supposed to soak for four to eight hours plus, lentils only require about two and it makes a huge difference to how absorbable they are. My favourite way to use lentils are in bolognese's and pasta sauces. You can use them in a bolognese to substitute the, the meat that you would usually put in it and they work really nicely just to give it a little bit of extra heartiness and chewiness. I also like adding lentils to stews and curries, again just to up the protein content and they can be really good for thickening stews and curries as well, it's quite a good tip there. Finally, I've actually used lentils in baking before, raw baking. So I don't know if that can actually be classed as baking, but I've made Nanaimo bars with them once before. There's a local chocolate producer here in Vancouver called Zimt, and she makes the most wonderful raw chocolate. But she also gave us a recipe once for Nanaimo bars made with her chocolate and red lentils. And stay with me. It sounds crazy, I know, but I swear they tasted really good. They were the middle filling. You mix them with coconut milk and maple syrup. And they were incredible. And it meant that these delicious chocolate Nanaimo bars were incredibly protein rich. And it just kind of upped their nutrient content a little bit. They were absolutely delicious. So there you go. You could even try using them in baking. And so that's it. Those are my three protein rich pantry staple ingredients. These are three ingredients I use again and again. I really love using them and heartily recommend them because they are versatile and really, really inexpensive just going to show that being plant-based does not need to be expensive. Thank you so much for listening. And if you've enjoyed it, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating or a review. The ratings and reviews actually really help us show up better in the ranking system. So everyone counts and we would be so grateful if you wanted to leave one. Thank you so much and I will see you next week. Yeah,